Catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Wednesday morning, July 13th. I'm Ezra Sheffield, and this is The Point from WUFT News. In August, Broward County voters will vote on whether or not to renew and increase a property tax meant to help provide funding for public schools in the county. WLRN's Tom Hudson sat down with Broward County Public Schools Superintendent Vicki Cartwright to learn about what's at stake for teachers and students. How much money for the school district has been generated by this tax since it was first approved in 2018? So at this point in time, what, what it has generated is currently provides approximately $82 million in compensation supplements for our teachers as well as our frontline workers that work directly with our students on an annual basis. It also provides funding for over 500 school safety personnel and 100 mental health professionals as well. So would all those positions be at risk if voters reject continuing with this uh, special tax? So if the decision is that the that voters decided to not approve or renew this um, secure the next generation uh, referendum, what would happen is we would have to really take a close look at how we are going to resource these positions, because we know that um, school safety is a number one concern, obviously, uh, here in Broward County Public Schools. Mm -hmm. And so there may be a need that we have to cut back some from what we're doing right now. But at the same time, we know that there is a significant need for that. Uh, likewise, with mental health professionals coming out of COVID right now, uh, the needs that we're seeing from our students have definitely increased. Obviously, the $82 million that's going to our teachers right now for um, compensation supplements, that would go away. And then, so where would we find the money in order to look at our school safety personnel and our mental health professionals? We would have to, at that point in time, really look at um, programs that we have out at our schools. Uh, we'll have to look at, obviously, we'll have to cut back on some of how we're staffing at our schools um, and throughout the district as well. Now, the, the school board is not only asking voters to uh, reapprove what they voted on in 2018, but actually a larger tax this year compared to four years ago from 50 cents per thousand dollars of home value to one dollar per thousand dollars of home value why ask for the increase well the increase is really important because there has been some statutory changes that have occurred from the first time we went out to referendum in 2018 to where we are today uh, what happened at that point in time is now we have to split the money with our charter schools annually and so if we just simply went back out for uh, what we currently are generating, the half mil, what would happen is we'd actually be generating less money than what we are currently right now because we had to split those funds with our charter schools. So let me pause there for a moment there, Superintendent. So are you saying that under the previous four years, the the school district did not have to share that ad those additional dollars with public charter schools? We did not have to share it with all public charter gotcha. uh, schools. Now, we did with, with some of them, but not all of them. Under the new I law, see. we didn't have to share it with everyone. And that's why you've, you've doubled the ask, essentially, of voters. Well, we definitely increased it. Um, the other thing I think is important is we're trying to ensure that we remain competitive to the districts um, north of us and south of us. Um, Palm Beach County currently has a mill uh, referendum. And as we all know, Miami-Dade is going after a mill as well. Mm -hmm. So if this is something that fails, a real concern is not only having to take a look at cutting back on services and programs and things that we do in order to support our children, but it also would mean that the competition now increases even more significantly in trying to recruit, retain quality teachers. 
So how much more money do you anticipate being raised if voters in August okay this uh, this referendum? So we don't have the figures just yet um, for the 2022 um, average home market value. What we are basing our calculations on is the average cost for the 2021. So the average home market value is around $394,000 thereabouts for um, 2021, with the school board's taxable value being at $274,000, a little over that. So what that would mean is that an average homeowner would be investing approximately $274 per year or $23 per month on what they're already paying. That would be $11.50 more than what they're paying right now. That was WLRN's Tom Hudson speaking with Broward County Superintendent Vicki Cartwright about how an upcoming property tax vote could affect Broward County public school funding. Now let's catch you up on the top stories from around the state. It has been nearly six years since Florida set aside the Pigford Black Farmer license for black farmers to enter the medical marijuana growing industry. Since then, 22 licenses have been issued in Florida for medical marijuana growing, but none have gone to a black farmer. The Pigford Black Farmer license was meant to be for claimants of the 1997 Pigford v. Glickman class action lawsuit case, which alleged sustained discrimination by the U.S. Department of Agriculture against black farmers. However, many of those claimants are too old or frail to farm or have died, with remaining eligible black farmers arguing that the costs are too steep to apply. The application fee for the license is currently $146,000, up from $60,000 when first passed. Some advocates estimate the total cost of applying when factoring in technical writers, consultants, and real estate reaches at least half a million dollars. Several politicians, including Florida's Agricultural Secretary, Nikki Freed, have called out the Florida Department of Health for the delay, calling it discriminatory. Currently, 12 black farmers are vying for the license, which, according to the Florida Department of Health, is in phase two of a three-phase application process. A new plan to manage the Florida Keys National Marine Sanctuary would add almost 1,000 square miles to the protected area. The public has until October 18th to comment on the restoration blueprint released yesterday. The blueprint aims to add new zones to protect areas where corals are healthier and could help reseed nearby reefs, as well as special zones for coral nurseries and transplanting. Orlando is no longer the most dangerous metropolitan area for pedestrians, according to the latest Dangerous by Design report that ranks areas based on walkability. The Orlando-Kissimmee-Sanford metropolitan region is now 8th most dangerous in the country for pedestrians, with the Deltona-Daytona-Ormond Beach area leading the country in pedestrian deaths. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org for more information. I'm Ezra Sheffield, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a wonderful Wednesday.